Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is is Matt McSweeney. I'm joined by Ty Capone, fresh off of a, I believe, UFC Vegas 73 from the Apex this past weekend. It was Mackenzie Dern getting a big unanimous decision victory against Angela Hill. We, unfortunately, were on the wrong side of what seemed like an obvious uh, choice after we watched the uh, fight. I am joined by Ty Capone. Ty, how are you feeling? Devin Haney also wins a very controversial decision in boxing. We will get into all of that today. Uh, if you have not heard of us before, we appreciate you for listening. Uh, we are on everything you can possibly listen to. YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple, Spotify, whatever you people need. We are here for your pleasure. So, Ty, how are you feeling today? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, we did, I thought I didn't think it was as boring as you thought, the boxing fight, uh, boxing match. The UFC car had some violence, uh, for sure. Uh, somehow Mackenzie Dern couldn't get the finish there. Um, also, in a weird turn of events, uh, Tony Weeks, who had one of the worst stoppages in boxing history last week, uh, comes back the next week and is a uh, judge for the UFC. So that's awesome. um, it's interesting. Also, joining him was Adelaide Bird. So it's good to see that we're still recycling the same the same people over and over. Uh, Dave Moretti with his absolute awful scorecard in the Lomachenko fight. That guy's been doing fights since like the seventies. I mean, come on, man. Of course. Why are we recycling these old people that just keep fucking up? Um, I think Tony Weeks had, he was the only person who scored the first round for Joaquin Buckley. So it's like, (laughs) clearly this, this is not cut out for him. Ron McCarthy, I think had a, another iffy scorecard. Well, it it appears big John has not spoken to Ron. uh, (laughs) Like we asked him to do. And Many the, times. The problem's just going to keep on going, uh, unfortunately. So, like I said, uh, this was at the um, this was at the Apex. The Lomachenko fight was right down the street at the old MGM Grand Garden Arena. So, Vegas, uh, a little stretched in on uh, Saturday night. But they were able to figure it out without any sort of crazy, uh, ridiculous scorecards or anything like that. There were some questionable ones, but... Um, a lot of finishes. Yeah, a lot of finishes that made their lives a lot easier. Mackenzie Dern, somebody who talk, th- speaking of somebody who could have or should have gotten a finish, uh, she just kind of dominated uh, Angela Hill. Uh, and I think the big shocker for me, at least, was her ability to dominate her on the feet. And that was just basically based off a, uh, a wild sort of powerful attack. When she was hitting Angela Hill, she was hurting her. And... It just never seemed like Angela Hill was able to get uh, on the front foot or really sort of get into this fight. She kind of was just, you know, dominated from start to finish, essentially. And the scorecards kind of dictate that. I believe, what, that they gave one round to Angela Hill, which was probably the second, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I think it was 1-1. One, one. She looked good in that round. She was able to keep it standing. She was kind of forcing some clinch uh, situations, which still shows that Mackenzie's really not great. I mean, her easiest way to take down Angela Hill was after she hurt her. She hurt her with a knee, and she also hurt her with a flaming sniper right hand that came in, uh, making you know Mackenzie McGregor uh, this weekend. So 
No, in all seriousness, it was a good one for Mackenzie Dern, and um, it's just kind of to put us on notice. Maybe she is getting better. Yeah, I mean, her hands looked sharp. Uh, she came in aggressive. I think Ron McCarthy gave the first round, gave her a 10-8, uh, which I guess maybe. Um, ten, the, the third round was a 10-8, and I think the fifth round was also a 10-8. She was close to a finish a couple times, but sadly, they were all they were all at the end of the round. So, um. Probably, I mean, still probably should have got her out of there. You know, I think she almost, I think it was the first round. She almost got that arm bar and she was just able to, uh, hold it, hold it off. Yeah. So I guess good job by Angela Hill to, you know, survive, but, uh, that's a pretty, it's a pretty, um, calculated beating. Um, and she's obviously not getting any younger. I think she's closer to 39. Um, so I think, yeah, I, this is good for Dern. The, did she call out Rose or no? I forget. I do not recall. I honestly turned it off before the uh, the the decision was read because I did not. I, I truly like did not care what she did after the fight, or I just know eventually she's going to run into somebody who's going to take care of business. That, that's my main thought process after watching this. I think she can. Um, she has a lot of strength, a lot of power, and, a, and a obviously just nasty jujitsu game, which could could win her a lot of fights in theory, but. She has such a, um, you know, awkward and kind of uh, not really efficient stand-up uh, game, really. Um, I think she would do better. She threw a lot of kicks, more jabs, but she, she, you know, she hits hard. She's quick. She has really. It seems like she has good cardio. I don't think her cardio has ever really been that big of an issue, and she cuts a lot of weight, you know. Um, so yeah, maybe we're just seeing her uh, round out her skills. Uh, I think. You know, like I said, with the uh, you know kind of wild style she has, she can definitely lose to anybody. But um, she makes a she's gonna be a tough matchup for literally every, anybody she fights. So uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what she does. But uh, it looks like she said she wants to fight Andrade, and she called out Rose Namajunas. So I'm all for any of that. Honestly, I know maybe you know beating Angela Hill doesn't uh, get you a title shot or get you a top five fight or whatnot, but. I don't see uh, any reason. She just got a main event. I don't see any reason to, like, you know, uh, slow player at all or anything. No, no, she's right there. And she has, you know, some uh, good wins, I would say. I mean, uh, Verna Janjaroba is not a horrific win. And Tisha Torres is a pretty good win as well. So it's not like she's a bum. Make no mistake about it. It's, and she looked pretty good. I just, uh, I think, like you said, there's really no reason to slow, slow player. She's going to have to fight somebody up in that top five, I think. I, I would like to see Rose or Carla. Yeah, I think those would be good I think matchups. A good I think she beats. Yeah, I think she beats either of them, honestly. And Andrade isn't a horrible one either. I mean, maybe for her because it's just kind of a really that's good matchup for her. And that's power and power. Yeah, and, and that would be interesting. I'd be curious to see how that plays out. I really just think anyone above her now uh, needs to happen. That's yeah. That's that's the next move, and uh, you know the. That Virna win keeps uh, aging like fine wine because the the more Virna gets in there, the more she's just dominating everyone that's put in front of her. So she's she's almost pushing for a top five spot too. Yeah, uh, oddly enough. Uh, and so good for Mackenzie Dern. Angela Hill kind of just goes back to where really just doesn't change her stock uh, much whatsoever. She, if she wants to keep fighting, she will keep being the gatekeeper of the one fifteen division, and she's just going to keep making life hell for. Younger fighters and the people who make ex- mistakes and uh, inexperienced uh, kind of fighters. So that's just yeah. really, uh, unfortunately, not a big needle-moving main event uh, for this one. But how about Anthony Fluffy Hernandez? This fight pretty much played out exactly how you said it was going to. Uh, hell for five minutes, and then after that, 
Fluffy would settle in and start working those takedowns, taking down Edmund. And uh, Edmund really, I mean, there was a lot of damage uh, going b both ways uh, early on. It seemed like Edmund hurt Fluffy with a jab of some sort early on, which kind of, not like crazy hurt him, but was like, whoa, like kind of stung him a little bit, like where he's like, oh shit, like this guy kind of hits hard. Uh, and But really, Fluffy was not in uh, too much danger throughout this uh, fight. I mean, you know, like you said, five minutes he was in a little bit, but never really seemed like Edmund was going to get him out of there. And uh, Fluffy really... And Edmund's defense looked good for a while, but it was just sort of the relentless nature of Anthony Hernandez's attack that kind of took him out. Yeah, I mean, and that's Edmund's game too, man. It's just like, uh, he's, he's kind of been the same fighter for a while. He takes a lot of... When he when he fights, man, he takes some savage beating, savage elbows, savage ground and pound. It's kind of just been a, uh, I mean, it's it's happened in pretty much all of his losses, right? I mean, how old is he now? He's twenty five, so he's still young, right? But I mean, the the, the Derek Brunson round three, absolute savage ground and pound beating. The Nazardine Imavov, absolute elbow crucifix elbow at the end of round two, uh, busted him up under bo both eyes. In this fight, both of the, um, both sides of his face were cut up. Uh, late in the th or early in the third, so it, it just it, you know, I know he he is taking on a lot of dangerous fighters like Fluffy Hernandez, Nazardine Imavov, Jack Hermanson, Derek Brunson, Brad Tavares, all before uh, you know uh, you turn twenty six. That's you know that's tough, and especially in middleweight division. These guys are all big dudes. Um, he's got some skills for sure, but I just I really you know I really worry about uh, really worry about him. He's taking some just absolute damage. Yeah, yeah, it's um, I'm with you on that. It's just he really has taken some serious beatings in his short-lived UFC career. He seems like he's really at a crossroads here, where he's just not good enough to break into that upper echelon of the middleweight division, and he's like he really can't go anywhere. Like he's not going to be big enough to fight a 205. I don't think it's going to make much of a difference, and he's obviously doesn't have much to give to go to a 70 or anything. So just. Like, is he, like, he could be cut. I mean, and it's not like he's bad. Yeah. I don't think they're going to do that. But, like, he's just kind of at a crossroads. Is he really going to be worth it for the UFC to stick around? And how much better could he possibly get? It just seems like he's really in a tough spot here. And I don't know what they what they really could do with him next. I don't know who they would match him up against. I don't know. It's just it's a tough, tough spot for the Golden Boy. Oh, cool. it's a tough spot for that nickname, too. Yeah, man. Um, um, yeah, because, like, you know, if you give him somebody lower, it's like, you know, what if he can't get Robocop out of there right away? Like, I don't I don't know, man. Even that Bruno Ferreira guy that knocked out Robocop, uh, you know, Petrosian, Petrosky. I think they you know, all I, there, there's, there's – really? Ooh, there's just danger, dangerous matchups everywhere. You know, even well, somebody like Petrosian. I think Petrosky would probably be able to take him down. Mark Andre Barrio, man, I'm. I'm. I think. I think he lost to Fluffy recently, but I'm, if you don't get him out of there quick, man, he's going to kind of wear on you. And yeah, Edmund just has a cardio issue too. Like he's very exciting. He's very good going forward, but um, I don't know, man. Then he it's was deteriorating you know, quick. Quick. The stand up. He was getting pieced up on the feet in the second round by Fluffy. I was like, that's not good because that's not that shouldn't happen. Fluffy, you know, he, he's he's a lot of things, but a boxer, he's not. You know, so. Good win for Fluffy. I, honestly, I think he can beat any anybody in this division on any given day. The problem is he, you know, kind of like Mackenzie Dern, he uh, he has some glaring holes that the elite uh, fighters in this division will definitely pick apart. So, I mean, we'll see what he can do. He's always going to be in a fun fight. That's for sure. 
How about Lupe Godinez getting the win? It seemed like a real 29-28. I know, <clears throat> I believe this was a 30-27, 29-28, 29-28, I think. Uh, I didn't agree with that 30-27. I thought it was 1-1 going into the third round, and I thought Lupe did what it ne needed to be done, and she stole this money line from us. I just don't think Emily Ducote really... Um, uh, Lupe's boxing was much more crisp, and she was landing with much more consistency in the pocket than uh, Ducote was. And then she was getting taken down, Ducote, that is. Uh, so I just... Uh, really just felt like I was on the wrong side of this. Yeah, I mean, she got outboxed by uh, Loopy, which is very surprising, but um, you learn some every day. Yeah, it's really all you can say there. And uh, something else. Good win well, for Loopy, honestly, because uh, another tough turnaround. I think she was just on vacation in Mexico. Like, so uh, she's always taking these short notice fights, which, you know, has to really just eventually catch up with you, you know, or just drain you. Like not having a three, four, or two, three month camp, and she takes damage back. in these fights too. Like she, I mean, she, yeah, I mean, she didn't get out of this on hundred plus strikes. You know, what I mean, like she was taking some hard shots too. Like I think the harder shots, especially in the second round, she, you know, she was eating them. She has a good chin. Uh, she, she fights anybody. She fights a catch weight. So uh, definitely um, impressed by her. You know, so we'll see what she does next. Probably take another short notice fight. How about Joaquin Buckley? taking care of business against Andre Filajo. Uh, really just, um, I know I kind of less said I thought Filajo would comport himself a little bit better. Like, thank God I didn't put it on the card. Unfortunately, still lost anyway. I had under one and a half, and we missed it by about a minute, minute 45. Minutes. Yeah, two minutes. Yeah. yeah, like it was still in that second round, but uh, Filajo just got cracked and then kind of tried to Johnny Walker himself up, and Buckley said, <laughs> no, no, go to sleep and hit him with one more. Yeah, that extra shot was uh, didn't seem really necessary, but uh, I got no, hey, he didn't get in there in time. So what do you? Yeah, got? I think that was um, what was his name with the Fu Man Choi? Another no, it was Kerry Hatley. Kerry Hatley got in there, yeah, with his uh, L yeah. that he puts up before um, the each fight, which yeah. I don't know who that's for. Probably some sort of family member Andre of some Fialo. sort. Andre of taking that L. It's always for the fighter that he's going to let get fucking sent to the the land of the departed, as you. Uh, <laughs> As you, as you said, we should call before this. So, uh, another one coming up. Oh, so, Jesus. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, good win for Joaquin Buckley. Uh, he it looks. Uh, he another looked good kick, at one seventy. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a dangerous fighter, man. He's he's a little weird. He's a bit. He's a bit. He's a bit odd, you know. But uh, who isn't in this game? Yeah, and uh, it just seems like he's much more of a better fit here. Uh, he didn't look like too small. He didn't look drained. He didn't look tired. You know, I mean, this was. Not a crazy uh, where he was kind of on the on the in the driver's seat the entire time, but uh, I, I can't sit here and pick apart Joaquin Buckley. He looked good on uh, Saturday night. So yeah. this one this one hurt uh, a guy who uh, it seems like in all he's really a fifty fifty fighter man. Like he you just don't know what's going to show up when he uh, gets in there. Diego Fajeda puts. Michael Johnson out cold and then looked like he was assisting him, uh, you know, in the battlefield after he uh, mortally wounded him because uh, then he tried to help him and the, the the ref was like, hey, man, get out of here. Like, I, I got this, basically. This is my job. And he's like, oh, my God. Like, that was one of the knockouts where the guy was actually concerned for the other guy's well-being. Uh, it, it looked like he thought he knocked him, like, dead. Like, Herb Dean was like, oh, my God. Like, they got in there right away. Uh, might be time for Michael Johnson to walk away. I, I think <laughs> we're getting close. It's not there yet, and uh, I never know whether to fade him or take him because, I mean, he looked great in that Mark DeCasey fight. Maybe he's just bad, but um, yeah. 
you know, um, it, it just, it, it, I guess anyone could have gotten, if you get clipped on the chin like that, it, you're going to sleep, but <laughs> it didn't look good. At, at any given moment, local Jonathan, the light will just turn off like a, you know, like a light switch. Um, yeah, not really much else to say. I mean, the first round was kind of exciting. Uh, they were going back and forth. And I thought Michael Johnson was getting close, like just clipping him with one of those big left hands. Because, man, he throws quick, just a little wild, and his chin's just right there. And as soon as it gets touched, uh, that's pretty much it, you know? Uh, CDF, Carlos Diego Ferreira, sends him to his eternal resting place. I don't know if we, sh- I don't know if we can see Michael Johnson again. We were there. Both of us were there live when he got absolutely just just melted into a puddle by Josh Emmett. Uh, so was, another br- and he was winning that fight. Yeah, and we, everyone was just kind of like it was. I, I remember it was just quiet, quiet. Nobody really had their phone out because nothing was happening. Quiet, and then boom, and he just he just stands frozen like Elsa, as Izzy would say, and then just falls. And I'm like, oh my god, he's dead. Anyone uh, happened again? Me, I'm sorry. Um, anyone who no, asked me uh, when. You go to a UFC fight, what's it like? I always tell the story of the sound of him hitting the octagon because it was so quiet in there, and it just sounded like a bomb went off. Uh, it really was like where – same thing. Like I had bet Michael Johnson, so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, all right, like we, you know, we just got to get through this. Like We'll be all right. Like, I think we get out of here, and boom, he gets knocked out. The place is going nuts, and I'm just sitting there thinking, god damn, man. Like that – still to this day, one of the loudest things I've ever heard. It was just sh- shocking that a human being made that sound, but – <laughs> uh, so a couple brutal knockouts for for your boy uh, Michael Johnson. I very concerned about his overall health. You know? Yeah, I think that's a fair uh, assessment. He, it's just what are you gonna do? He's not. I don't think he's done yet. He's thirty eight. I think thirty. He can still win some fights for sure, but like thirty seven. You know. I think, but yeah, yeah. Um, uh, that's just tough. That's that's a, that's a tough, tough situation there. Uh, I because I, I actually like Michael Johnson, but yeah, um, <laughs> I like to have fun uh, when when a guy happens to a guy that I hate. But it's all fucked up still. Anyway, <laughs> Slava Claus, dude. Wow, Slav Borshev, our boy. We knew. Yeah, I mean, so don't worry about Dakota Bush hurting him. He's going to take out my shot there. I don't think I. <laughs> I don't think I can remember the last time I seen a guy get a cut like right. Right in the middle of like their cheek, it was so weird. I, I was looking at him. I'm like, "What the fuck happened to like both sides of his cheeks, or like his mouth bleeding, or something?" He was getting just, he was just getting cracked, and he was doing well. It was, it was the funny part. Um, but you stand, you stand long enough. I thought that kid just, uh, he has a style that he's, he's begging to get knocked out. And man, that uh, I think it was the straight right, right, the, the counter right, both times, the one that put him down twice uh, the first time. And then the one that put him down for good. I think he got knocked out three times. Uh, put on his best Johnny Walker perfor- per, uh, performance. So, shout out to Slava. Love when guys are able to emulate one of the best in the game. Uh, and that being uh, Mr. Johnny Walker. But a uh, good win for Slava Claus. It was a good pick. A hit for us. Uh, you know, it's good to celebrate a good pick every once in a while. And uh, we're the other one had missed by like seven seconds. So, that sucks. Yeah, uh, we I had some tough ones here where I like we'll get to a couple uh, coming up, but <clears throat> Carolina was one that we were uh, I think we were right on you wish had I, it as well. Wish I fucking hammered that. Man. Yeah, Carolina by decision would have been like Carolina decision parlayed with Themba Garimbo by decision. Yeah, was the easiest play ever. We we that was a, uh, a that's smart not, smart play by the boys there. And that's not a hindsight twenty twenty thing, but like 
I just really wish I had DraftKings so I could cook up some kind of like something. You might but, see me put, hitting the decision a little bit more uh, on here just because it seems like it's it's good money a lot of the time, and it's mm-hmm. almost always when it's not favored is when it hits. That that's, that's what funny because this good. Yeah, sorry. No, <laughs> that's why uh, I don't like like playing the the one that's favored all the time on the on these props because it seems like I don't know. I just feel like I've been in such a cold spell. I got to start hitting the different stuff to kind Something of else, get myself. Yeah. I got to spark the boys. I got to get the locker room going, and the <laughs> locker room's not good. I mean, this was actually a better week than I I have had. I I, I would I was going one and four, one and five a couple weeks ago. Now. I'm back yeah. to like three and six or three and five and hitting a plus three hundred, so I'm somewhat even. You know, I just uh, we we. But hey, two wins in a row uh, there for for us there with uh, Carolina getting it done. Yeah, that Carolina Slava little uh, little run helped because I, I had Kose and I didn't know that this guy can't like has like no feeling in his arm and then he breaks his rib in the first. So it's like all right, that would have been good to know. But either way, I think the fights that went the distance, like the decision winners, were kind of. Obvious in this one, like the the Garimbo Hooper, maybe even uh, Latifi fight, uh, the Carolina fight, <clears throat> Carolina man. Uh, Vanessa Mobles is tough, and I, I it, she just is, has some limitations, man. If she was a little bigger and younger, and uh, you know, uh, got into fighting earlier or something, I think she'd be honestly pretty good. You know, she 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 has a pretty good right hand, but she just has no no reach. Like, it, it's such a disadvantage for her. I mean, Carolina was just peppering her. I mean, she was pretty much hitting her whenever she wanted to. Uh, Vanessa Mopoulos has to really get in close to, to get her shots off, but she's going to have to eat a shot to, to, to give one. And, uh, you know, she's, she's very tiny, and she doesn't really have a, uh, a dynamic striking game. You know, she's just more uh, more tough than anything, which sucks because she's, you know, she could easily be a fan favorite and somebody they push. But good win for Carolina. I thought she did get kind of rocked in that first round, but... She's just like solid she all around. Does. Yeah, she's you know, uh, she's one to watch in the future because she's uh, you know she did retire like fifteen times, um, but this was a good win. She she landed almost every anything and everything. Uh, really, probably one of her honestly, funny enough, one of her best performances uh, in a, in a long long time. She's getting better. It seems like in these last since this second or third retirement, it's uh, it seems like it's actually helped out a little bit. She just fights a little bit more intelligently and doesn't really, uh, you know. And, and honestly, the the competition hasn't been uh, the the level that it was for a while. I mean, she this is someone who fought for the title. Well, yeah. So it, we're you know we're talking a long way after that one, two, three, four, five straight fight that you, that she lost that dropped her down to having to fight Felice Herrick after coming out of retirement or you know there's all sorts of just shit going you know, it's on good that she's, she's retired for what six months you know i mean come on yeah, it's, it's it's good that she's fighting a lower level after all the high level fighters she has fought you know what i mean she's yeah. also taken some some damage that joanna fight um oh yeah she got fit jessica Andrade knocked her out um she got so. finished by jessica penny man i mean that that's that was a bad loss yeah the hard bar. <laughs> yeah that's that's the rock would say um that's the bottom yeah line. um <laughs> Nah, good win for her. Uh, how about your boy Gilbert Urbina? Maybe he, he could win the title. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that you know, like you said, Orion just sure. looked like he had no business being in, in the octagon. wasn't ready uh, whatsoever. Probably what you know, missing weight has to do a lot uh, with that. But I did say hey, the only way this guy's gonna win is he peppers him from the outside a little bit. And he just uh, you know just dominated him. Yeah, I broke one of his ribs in the first round. Uh, somebody said in the interview a couple months ago or a year ago, Ryan Coach said he hasn't been able to like 
uh, have the, all the feeling in one of his arms. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, I'm not sure that's normal, but you know, that's uh, that's a thing. He's probably. I mean, I don't. I don't know how much longer he has in the UFC. I mean, Urbina. I I didn't. I don't even think they expected him to really. Uh, you know, be somebody that sticks around for a while. But you know, we shall see. I guess good finish for him, nonetheless. How did he? How does he keep getting like shots? That's what I was going through my head when you go when we were thinking about it before the fight. I mean, maybe they. There's sometimes they have picked these guys for the ultimate fighter and they don't even care if they win or not. They're just like, I right, we want this guy in the UFC. So like this guy gets cooked twice in a row and he comes back, but he, I mean he takes care of business. So maybe he should be here. He's just, he's showing and he, but he was fighting uh I believe Brian Battle was a one eighty five. Wasn't that one? Yeah. Or something. I, I, I thought he was doing okay against Battle, but I could be wrong. I know he got cooked by Sean yeah, Brady. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think I'm uh, probably confusing it. Trayshawn Gore fucked him up. Yeah. And that was kind of brutal, but um, yeah, I think he did move down for this. No, I think yeah, I think the the Maybe ultimate not. fighter was at one eighty five, and I'm just thinking. Yeah, uh, the, so I mean that could change guys, a lot. Yeah, th- that means a lot. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about Chase Uber a little bit. He looked a lot. I mean, he moved up, he and better, you know, man. sometimes moving up, moving down. It really just all depends on the person, you know. And you know, uh, nobody knows the person better than themselves, but sometimes they, you know, ego and whatnot. Either way, these guys are young, uh, Mister. So we we kind Mr. of Mr. Kose. You, uh, I thought. I thought at one point you said the Koshe brothers were better than the Diaz's. I could be wrong, but uh, <laughs> I thought you said they had a path to stardom, and um, they could be the first ever I mean, brother I, double dual champions. That's double champ, yeah. yeah, they'll both be double champ. The quad champs yeah. uh, is what you said. So uh, that dream is dying. Uh, L- Latifi in another close decision. Did you agree? Uh, yeah, I, I honestly didn't care I think either so way. Too. I-, I thought it was... Yeah, it was quite boring as always, but uh, tough for the sledgehammer, man. Yeah. I, he just. I, this is exactly why I didn't want to bet this fight because it was just something. I knew something like this would happen. Alir Latifi is always in fights that he could win, maybe should win, uh, but somehow loses it whether he gets screwed or not. Like, uh, like I remember the yeah. Derek Lewis fight. He, I thought he one hundred percent won that, and he lost a unanimous decision. So that was just yeah, off the, the one. You know, watching it at the time, I can't. You know. This fight was so – I just kind of tuned it out halfway through where I was just like, you know, since I didn't really have anything on it, I was just, all right, like this is just – this is just going to happen. And uh, I thought Rodrigo was getting the better of uh, – what was it, one one and three? I thought Nascimento won. Yeah, I think that's – I don't right. know if that – Third that's, round was very close. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I, Latifi just doesn't do enough. He didn't do enough damage and, uh, you know, he's just – his style is not very fan-friendly, if you will. Definitely, neither one of these guys. Sometimes these heavyweight fights really are truly brutal. But uh, Chase Hooper going up from forty-five to fifty-five. Uh, you know, he looked really uh, he looked really good on Saturday, and uh, maybe uh, partially due to his opponent was willing to play his game basically, and just kind of was a good matchup for Chase. But Chase looked big. He didn't look like the little skinny kid that he was, you know, coming into the uh, octagon a couple of years ago. Ground game still looked good. It just he was just all around better than Nick Fury, and he was hurting him on the feet with elbows. It just a, a little bit of a better version of that striking. Uh, it's still wild. Still, you know, with just begging looked like get it's getting out. better. Begging to get knocked out, basically, if he fights uh, anyone at a higher level, and especially if he's going to stay here at fifty-five. But uh, yeah, what'd you yeah, think? Fifty-five. Uh, you know what happens to people at one fifty-five? Ask Michael Johnson. Yeah. So. 
That's... And he could imagine if he fought Michael Johnson, they just they you know were standing up the whole time. But uh, either way, actually, I actually think they're at forty five, right? So point remains. It's I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I still have a lot of issues with him, but I you know I think Nick Fiore is probably we're gonna look back and be like, oh man, how is he in the UFC? You know, uh, didn't doesn't seem very high level. I was very excited about this too. I was way off. I just, yeah. I guess I'm just keep, I'm just a big, I have to sometimes drop myself back and be like, hold on, man. Is your hate clouding your judgment here on this one? Because do you even really know anything about Nick Fury? Because I thought he looked, <laughs> that guy looked like trash on Saturday. I yeah, was just, not very good. The cartel of Boston needs to, uh, he, those guys take a lot of damage, man. They just, I, you, if you're, if you're just getting kind of, uh, Beat up on the feet with wild strikes from Chase Hooper, and you're not really moving. It just something really, else is it's not a good situation, man. I really can't have come on this podcast and have much of a defense for you. <laughs> yeah. uh, a couple of these were ugly, though. It just uh, you know not. I mean, Chase I, Chase Hooper looked good. I don't want to shit on him. It, he really did. He looked much better than he has in the last couple of fights. And maybe you know the gas tank looked good because he was at 55 and he doesn't have to cut all that weight too. So yeah, uh, good for him. Honestly. Possible. It's possible. How about Natalia Silva beat the absolute dog shit out of Victoria Leonardo? This was not even close at all. Victoria, Victoria Leonardo was getting hit with all sorts of shit to begin this fight. Feet, legs, arms, elbows, hands, whatever whatever she wanted. She was getting some of it. And uh, she basically was fighting back, but just uh, the ref saw it on her face. And was like, oh my god, this woman is taking some serious, serious damage, and uh, yeah, she stopped was... the fight before really uh, any serious, any serious stuff <laughs> needed to go down. We got the point basically. <laughs> Carrie Hatley stepped in there, which was good for old, uh, good for big care, and uh, good win for Kaya <laughs> Silva. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, we taken out, or I personally taken out because I had her submission and i was off because she wanted nothing to do with a choke or anything like yeah. that she wanted to just she punch submitted, this woman she in her submitted to face. life yeah that's what she submitted she to made um, her submit her consciousness to the other side <laughs> she was submitted to a lot of damage uh a broken nose also is what she shame. was submitted with um <laughs> it was like in uh do you remember rush hour when i um chris tucker got kicked he was getting kicked in the face and he's like which one of y'all did that <laughs> Uh, that's what that looked like. Uh, she was just, I mean, <laughs> the speed and they, it's funny, the whole fight, all they were like, man, she's so much faster. That's all they just kept saying is how much quicker she is. And I was like, yeah, this is kind of a, if I was Victoria Leonardo's team, I think I'd be like, you know what, Vic, Vicky, uh, we should probably not take this fight. <laughs> yeah. Like we got to look um, into this guys. I, <laughs> I know she probably, it was like, Hey, fight Natalia Silva or you're out of the UFC. And that's, that's a pretty tough ultimatum. You know, do I die or do I just start making 15 bucks an hour? Um, not great, but <laughs> no, yeah. not good. Maybe, uh, Mandy bomb, maybe, maybe, uh, Mandy bomb should be next to Natalia Silva. I think that'd be a very tough fight. Oddsmaker should put Mandy bomb as a favorite, <laughs> in my opinion. Man, Imagine wouldn't that, that be dude. sweet? Uh, Mandy Bohm Mandy Bohm is on the is on the big time fade list, and it also annoys me that her name is, some, is something different every time. It's either boom, 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 <laughs> bomb. Uh, it's all boom, sorts of stuff. Boom it's, maybe it's not uh, her fault because <laughs> people just say whatever the fuck they want when they see it. I I I know their third baseman for the Phillies is Alec Bohm, and they they have the same name. So, uh, but there is uh, some different shit going on here. So, Semba Garimbo, one of our best picks of the night. 
a decision plus 330 cashed out here. Uh, we were we were lucky this fight wasn't finished at certain points during this one. Uh, the Greenbow really just a unanimous domination of Takashi Sato. And uh, uh, good, good W for us. It kept us afloat. Yeah, Takashi 6'9", Sato with the L, another one. He's probably done. Then Greenbow with $7.49 in his bank account before this win. How about Crazy. that? The new Rock, um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, 7 bucks Productions. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. Uh, and that's only seven seven forty two more than I have. So shout out to me and Mr. Garimbo, both of us picking up a large chunk of money on Saturday. Well, just him. But, um, yeah, pretty good win for him to get the uh, train rolling at, at welterweight for his, uh, his championship run. I'm trying to look up the fight of the night here, which was Mackenzie Dern and Angela Hill. That's an interesting yeah. choice, uh, but that just goes to show you really <laughs> wasn't much going on here on this Saturday night. Performance of the night goes to Diego Fajeda with a $50,000 uh, come up for him, and Borishev gets $50,000 for his Buckley and dramatic knockout. I feel like Buckley... Yeah, I, I thought he I thought he would have uh, been worthy of that. I probably wouldn't have even given out fight of the night and just done a bunch of performances. I would get fight, fight of the night to Fluffy and Edmund Shabazzian because for you know it was back and forth. It was pretty much all action. You know, a lot of blood, a lot of cuts. It went at least three to uh, two full rounds. So you yeah, know, what are you gonna do? I didn't really like. I'm the, off my pocket uh, watch. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't care. I just didn't. I didn't like that fight. So I was just like, why did they name that fight of the night? But. Yeah. How about the only other big thing that really happened this past weekend was Vasily Lomachenko losing a unanimous decision to Devin Haney Saturday night MGM Grand Garden Arena like I discussed earlier. Uh, Ty, I would ask you as uh, our resident boxing expert and true historian and knowledge person, who do you think won the fight and do you think it was a robbery? Uh, I thought Lomachenko won 7-5. to five. I uh, do not think it was a robbery. I know a lot of people will, will try to say, well, if one fighter wins the fight no matter how close it is and they don't actually get the win, then they were robbed. I I think it's it just it's more nuanced than that, right? Because you have to score every round like it's a fight. So there's 12 fights total. And there was about four or five, maybe even six rounds where, honestly, I, I don't know. Um, Lomachenko landed, you know, 10, 15 head strikes, but Devin Haney landed 10, 15 body shots. And, you know, what do you score higher? Well, the instincts tell you, yeah, you, or, or common sense would probably tell you uh, head strikes. They, they, they look better. Uh, they probably hurt more in theory. But, I, you know, I, I, I disagree with that. I think they were, there were just so many close rounds after the first four, I want to say. The first four, I thought it was like 2-2, three, three, two, two, maybe 3-1 Haney. I thought Devin Haney did really well in the first uh, six, seven rounds. And after that, he kind of started to fade but then the twelfth round, Lomachenko admitted he took it. He took the twelfth round off, and he lost on all three scorecards. If he would have won that round, he would have at least gotten a draw. So, how I think he, you know he take the twelfth round off. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think there was there was this is a very high level fight, but there was definitely some some um, some action that was missing. I think the commentary cr- uh, the commentary crew. I think it was Andre Ward, Joe Tessitore, and Timothy Bradley. They were getting a little overexcited. For things that you know, um, they were like they would just get very loud, and I'm like, "What happened? Nothing, nothing really." You know, Lomachenko threw a, a two punch combo that landed. All right, 
you know, he doesn't have that much. Neither guy has that much power. Um, it was it. It seemed very noticeable uh, the size advantage for Devin Haney. So I don't know. I thought I I thought one thing that Lomachenko did very well was was kind of control the ring, kind of back him up, push him forward, keep pushing, keep pushing. Um, and yeah, he was snapping Devin Haney's head back a lot. So I, I feel like the visuals, everything was was going his way. Um, it, like I said, though, there was there was like six rounds where honestly they could have went either way, flip a coin. So am I surprised? Uh, that Devin Haney won unanimously? Not really. Not really. I mean, if three judges thought he won seven rounds, but maybe different, uh, a different seven than the other one, then sure, I, I have no problem with that, honestly. I think a lot of people kind of ignore what happened in the first half of the fight and were fixated on what happened in the second half of the fight and also more fixated on the head strikes than the body shots. Um, but also, if you looked at Lomachenko's face after the fight, he was he was marked up pretty well. So Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I, I still thought Lomachenko won. I, I'd have to go back and rewatch it in full, um, but I think I'd probably have a. Di- it was it was truly truly um, razor thin in the in the very middle of the fight. Also, kind of just bad bad uh, IQ by both guys. Bill Haney kept telling Devin that he was up big, after, and I, yeah. I, I I did not agree with that at all. I thought that was just awful advice from Bill Haney, and he Devin Haney wasn't jabbing at all. Not even I mean no no semblance of a jab. I know Lomachenko has the, He was throwing a lot of body shots. A lot of body shots. And like it was I love the the lead uppercut body shot because that really would slow would slow him down. There's a lot of clinching, a lot of a, a lot of dirty clinching by Lomachenko, yanking that shoulder. Uh, you know. It was just a dirty fight. That referee Harvey Dock did a fucking amazing job. I thought so. Amazing too. job. He would let them fight out of it once in a while, but he knew when they were just going to, you know, pull and yank. He got in, boom, separate every time. Perfect, honestly, perfect fight, uh, perfect referee <clears throat> job by him. But then, you know, like I said, Lomachenko taking the twelfth round off, stupid. That's a veteran, thirty-five year old, probably the most decorated amateur ever. He was like thir- three hundred and ninety-six and four. Uh, he fought for a world title in his second fight, got robbed in that Orlando Salido fight where he got low blowed like six times. That was a second pro fight. Like, you know, amateur all you want, but, you know, this is the big the big leagues now. And fighting somebody like Salido who had, like, 60 fights, um, he's been around the block for a while, you know? he's He was just in war. So to see him take the 12th round off against a bigger guy who he was beating, he had all the momentum. I think he was, like, minus 400 going into the 12th live. Uh, something like that. I could be wrong, but... Um, yeah, you know, good fight, not a great fight, not a boring, not an awful fight. You know, I'm kind of seeing, I'm seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of different opinions. It was a boring fight, it was a robbery, this and that. Um, but I think that's just kind of what you see with boxing. Also, are you surprised that, you know, they, they, if the promoters want to give a push to somebody, it's going to be the 24 year old, yeah, not the 35 year old. WWE. Um, shit. Yeah, I, I think Dave Moretti's scorecard might have been predetermined because he gave the 10th round to. Uh, uh, Devin Haney, and that was the most. If, if there was any of the any of the rounds were the the most wa- the, the widest margin, yeah. or the most obvious, or the most lopsided, it was that round. And that's the round where he uh, hurt him, I, I believe, with that <laughs> with that straight left. So, you know, other than that, whatever. What are you going to do? I, th- I thought the um, the card in general was good. Did you see that Nakatani knockout? No, I did not. Over uh, J- uh, Jason Maloney or Andrew Oh, Maloney, well, yes. Yes, I actually did see that because I was in the Remember? highlight package at the end uh, of the fight. I was like, whoa, what was that? And I, yeah, so I looked. I, I Googled it. 
possible knockout of the year. I think uh, if you remember correctly, I told you if there's only one of them oh, yeah. on the card, then they have to go to sleep. That, they have to go to sleep because now they can't be saved by the uh, the low level opposition that they're going to be fighting. Um, Junto Nakatani undefeated. I mean, he hit him with a fucking mortar of a left hand. I think it was Andrew Maloney. It was yeah. In a fight where he was getting beat, he was getting beat up pretty badly. Um, Andrew the Monster Maloney, yeah. Shout out to him for taking that. Also, the Oscar Valdez and Adam Lopez fight in the co-main. Very action-packed. They were swinging from the fucking jump. Uh, Oscar Valdez got the win. And I believe uh, Raymond Muratala in the fight before that got a second-round knockout. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, pretty good card, honestly. Um, <laughs> Nico Ali Walsh. Um, I think the hype, I think it's gone. He fought to a split draw with Danny Rosenberger. Not good for the stock of the grandson of Muhammad Ali. Uh, this is the most shocking thing I've ever had happen here <laughs> on this podcast. Nico Ali Walsh split draw. How the fuck does that even happen? Uh, but that, that's that's the only boxing you could. Uh, yeah, see the that guy he, he fought was thirteen nine and one. There you go, Rosenberger. So, I, I, Rosenberger <laughs> brought the fight to the uh, to the grandson of the greatest fighter to ever live. And everyone thought that. Floyd Mayweather. I, yeah. I, I know, uh, you know, a couple of our uh, experts were saying that uh, Nico Walsh is going to be the greatest fighter to ever grace ESPN and things of that nature. And unfortunately, it just looks like his career has hit a button. Now, in all seriousness, I, I, I could care. We've been talking about that as like a joke. Like every time you watch some of these boxing things, you're like, wait. This guy's fighting again, and then they show the guy he's fighting, and he looks like a fucking local janitor at whatever whatever uh, restaurant you're, you're you're driving into. So driving into yeah, driving, driving into. through the restaurant, yeah, driving um, right into it. Um, I believe there's also an Ali Walsh, or just an Ali, maybe a Walsh Ali. I don't know where, where the Walshers come in into factor with the Ali's, but they've crossed paths, they've mixed families. I think there's one in MMA. I could be wrong, but I, th- I think the best one of all of them, I think, is a, in MMA. I, again, could be wrong, but I thought he was featured in like a, B- a PFL or a Bellator Challenger series. Um, nothing's working on my phone or laptop, so truly, don't know, don't care. But <laughs> um, I was say the same. <laughs> but that's what happened on that. It was it was a good top rank card. That kind of it's just two weeks in a row of something happening that the masses didn't agree with. Last week was was clear corruption, and then this week you see a card like that, and you're like, well, this obviously is corruption. Everything looks, you know, you know, looks bad, smells bad. Just seems everything just seems bad in boxing. It's truly sad because when boxing is at, is at its best, it's one of the best sports. It's one of the best spectacles. You know, the seeing uh, the crowd, everybody on their feet, and kind of just rocking back and forth with every punch that each guy throws like that. There's something exhilarating about that, you know, uh, diehards, even new, you know, people that don't really care or MMA fans, if they tune in and it's, it's a brawl or it's a, you know, a solid boxing match. Um, th- they'll be hyped the fuck up. So it's just sad because it's such a good sport and there's, you know, so much talent and we we're finally getting some guys fight each other, but, uh, there's always some kind of drama or, uh, something getting in the way of, uh, what the sport truly could be yeah. sadly enough. Uh, and uh, I guess they're setting up Shakur Stevenson and Devin Haney next. I guess that was the seemed like that was the oh. logical next step, but I I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, th- I don't know if I care. Devin, the, the the problem here, I think Devin Haney probably will and should move up to 140. He's just too big for 135, and and then at that point, you know, what do you do? Do you try to get him and um, Josh Taylor, or 
Regis Progre, because I know um, Ryan Garcia and Rolly Romero is probably going to happen, but I could see any of them fighting Josh Taylor. I think Josh Taylor's fighting... Uh, fuck, who's he fighting next? He's fighting somebody soon, and then if he wins that, I, you know, Devin Haney moving up to fight him would be awesome. Uh, at 135, I would love to see Tank or Shakur Stevenson fight. I, I want to see anybody fight anybody. You know, some of these big names. There's so many different combinations. Um, I forget the one prospect's name. Frank Lope, Frank, uh, Frank Ramirez, I think. Frank, uh, Frank something. He's a Cuban guy. He's, he's undefeated at 135. He's awesome. Um, I can't think of his last name. Either way, uh, there should be a lot of good fights to make at 140 and 135. 126 is my favorite. I think there's a fight coming up. Mauricio Lara or Lee Wood. I think they're running it back. That should be fun. Um, so, yeah. Teofimo also, Dave Moretti. Taylor, by the way. Teofimo is fighting. That's right. Forgot about Teofimo. Remember, he beat the, he, he made Vasily Lomachenko look like a, a rookie. Yeah. And then he comes he back did. in his next fight, and then he looks like a rookie. And then he's all fucked up. He's, he's questioning if he should fight anymore. And his... You know, talking about black fighters get get an unfair promotional push, and Mexican fighters don't. It's like, all right, all right now you're, you know, and then his dad comes back and doubles down, and we're like, Jesus, what are you guys doing? Um, Dave Moretti scored the fight for Nico Ali Walsh. He's the only one that did so. So I think Dave, Dave Moretti really uh, he had a rough weekend. I don't know if he was uh, hitting the slots, but you know. Sure, it's tough to not get lost in Vegas when you're out there, Dave. And uh, I support you, even though your some of your scorecards this weekend, especially uh, the one of the main event, were horrific. So, uh, good luck with all that. And uh, this has been the Hot Take Hotbox Roller Strikes MMA Podcast. Do you have anything you want to get off before you we part and, and go our separate ways with the people? Um, I don't think really. There's really not much news. I mean, we'll have O'Malley and uh, Sterling. We'll, I mean, we don't have fights this weekend, so I imagine we will probably meet sometime later this week to discuss uh, just anything we want. Yeah, just a- any sort of break, and we can just kind of talk about everything in the uh, MMA world. There is some boxing. Uh, there is some KSW. Actually, that's a week away. We have L- Yeah, there's only LFA and, and, and one boxing fight. So I think um, next week there's some PFL, there's some UFC, there's some KSW. Uh PF, I said PFL one, and then the week after is two eighty nine. So I think this is really where the ball gets gets rolling after this week off. That uh, we've definitely need. it's going to be funny because next week I'm like fuck. I really want to watch Gilbert Urbina and Orion Koshay again. You know, I, I wish they could run it back it. immediately. There really yeah. is nothing going on this weekend, right? For yeah. for mixed martial, I, don't think I mean so. it's Memorial Day, so they kind of try to stay away from that stuff. So um, yeah, but I mean, what are we gonna? We have an absolute heater of a card coming up uh, a week from Saturday, which will be Kai Carr of France getting back in there against Amir Albazi. So it's actually not horrible. I'm just messing around. but I, I like that fight. I know it's kind of a weird main event, but Amir Albazi, he's legit. And Kai Carr of France, obviously, he's he's a stud in his own right. We also get Andre Arlovsky. Yeah, brother. Don't tell me he's Andre Arlovsky. That guy's hands at that... Uh... I, I, did, I did not. Yeah, there was some video of like a, a fight breaking out at a... Um... In the stands of some what's karate event, some wild shit. But dudes were throwing chairs at each other. The cameras oh panning all over the place, and then the camera pans on Andre Arlovsky. He just slaps the phone out of the guy's hand. It's like, what well, that's, is that's, going on? Here? I'll try to, I'll try to tweet it out or something, dude. Because it's yeah, send me, uh, it's so, me in the DMs. It's just so ridiculous. But yeah, there's a lot of uh, trash on this card coming up in a couple weeks. Genu Fry, Elise Reed's basically a pick'em. I hope thirteen I, uh, fights. I hope by that by that fight, I will be able to convince you. 
to bet the house on Jinyu Fry. But we shall see. We shall see. I don't know what uh, I don't know what else we're going to get into on this card. Tim Elliott is yeah, getting man. back in there after the the brutal news <laughs> that he shared with the world for some odd reason. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, 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 that's just that. That's a tough situation. <laughs> Anyone can look up. Tim Elliott, and you can find out his... I think, I think it's his pinned tweet, so yeah, he clearly has yeah, no he, shame. He, he does not care for, for Gina Mazzani in any sort of way. So that's... And from the sounds of it, she doesn't sound like a real nice person. So there's that. Uh, there's yeah, I mean, hey, she, she's 1-0 in her PKF, BKFC career, so I think she's on the up and up. But... <laughs> I couldn't believe she – what did she just – didn't she just beat somebody in – um, Gonzalez. No, that was in uh, Game Bread. Oh, yeah. Game Bread Fighting Championships. That's a uh, – oh, man. At least Reed's getting back in there. That's – yeah, you know, uh, what am I doing looking at this? John Castaneda, <laughs> uh, Abubakar. Oh, yeah. God, Malarkey. John <laughs> – Jamie Malarkey's fighting G- Garam Kudalatse. Yeah, that's just kind of slapped in the middle of it too. That's so not fair to him. It's always Daniel um, Pineda and Alex Caceres is the co-main. I hope that. Oh man, I that's got, a good co-main right there. What what time of night is it? Six o'clock. This is going to be horrible. Oh man, what a hard. I mean, and I'll watch it too. That's the sick thing. I think I'm going to have to tell you to tune in the PFL PFL four. I don't know what PFL is going to do. Half the roster just got suspended. <laughs> yeah, well, they'll just have Francis fight and, and pay the other guy two million dollars. Francis against Taylor him. Harrison. That pure fantasy, right I there. I see Maurice Green saying he uh, he's throwing his hat in there. He's the first one to call out Francis. That's gonna be good. Oh my god! What are we doing? I I honestly will be rooting against Francis in some of these fights just to see what this will look like. <laughs> when when <laughs> when the rock is not gonna make his debut for another year. Smashing! Sm- oh, oh my, my god. god! Maurice Green <laughs> is the baddest man on the planet. <laughs> You know the crowd. And he calls out John Jones. Yeah, John, you're scared His of teammate. me. You know what I did to you in sparring. Oh, all right. Well, we have to get out of here. We're just saying some absolutely dumb shit right now. <laughs> just fan fiction, I but, think. Ladies and gentlemen, shoulder strikes MMA podcast. We'll be back maybe later on this week. Maybe not. Honestly, now that I think about it, so uh, we will see. Because I don't know if we could, if you people want to listen to a whole episode of us babbling. About Johnny Walker getting knocked out six times in jungle fight we'll in, one, <laughs> in one night because that's usually what we wind up talking about because we'll that is the kind of shit that we love. We'll have to do a jungle fight twenty uh, fight card. Oh wow, fight a, a watch companion, see, yeah, dude. To see what happened else on that on that main main card on that fateful night in Rio de Janeiro. Can you imagine watching that? All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you next week. Peace.